guys, you're listening to the clear eye for the fuzzy guy. And I tell you what, I think I need this more than ever. This this whole idea of Laura coaching me about my ADD, my professional ADD. I've got so many ideas, I have trouble combining them into some sort of reasonable strategy. So Laura just you know pulls me pulls me apart really, and uh, and puts me back together again. And we're in week five, and we've we've done some awesome stuff. I'm going to decode on the homework that I was set. I'm going to share some information about some two uh, two awesome programs that I believe fit into my model. And I'm going to ask Laura whether or not it's a distraction, or whether it's strategic. It's always the key. And uh, how are you doing, Laura? What are we talking about today? Well, I can't wait to hear your recap on the homework because last week a shiny penny got in your way and you didn't actually do the homework. So I can't wait to hear. Yeah, well, I did do the homework and I had time for the shiny penny. <laughs> how, do you, how do you like that? I, act- I, I actually, just- I, I don't know that I do like it and I'll tell you why. Because if you always make room for shiny pennies, then that takes away from earning dollars. I'd rather have dollars yeah. over pennies. Okay. Ah, dollars over pennies. Oh, geez, that's a good analogy. Okay, so let's pull apart the two ideas. The homework, whether or not I did that or not to your satisfaction, and the idea of the shiny penny and whether or not that got in my way, whether I believe, as I always do, that it's a, it's an inspiration. <laughs> That's my excuse. I'll just, first of all, I'll decode on the homework. There were three very, very key ideas. One is I've got to build a list. Two, I've got to find a very robust uh, affiliate model. Three, I've got to do massive keyword research to find out what people actually want to buy. Not just make stuff up that I think sounds cool. I've got to sell stuff that people want. Yeah, that's always been the, the, the key factor. So first things first, building a list. I can tell you for sure, it's March 2015, I have 272 people on my list, I'm just a beginner. And the idea of building a list, it scares the shit out of me, I just don't know how to do it. I've been wrecking my brain, we're going to talk more about this in the course of these uh, interviews today, I've been wrecking my brain, working out a way to get people on the list. I've got an e-book, I've got an e-book, I've got an autoresponder series, uh, I use Aweber, I've got a lovely document on WordPress. It looks great. Everything seems to be in order, but no one's signing up. So that's the first thing about the homework. And so what I did was I went and researched 10 landing pages that seemed to be working. And I made a mine, uh, David Bain from the UK. He gets um, 10 opt-ins a day, 300 new fresh leads a month using a site called 26weekplan.com, which I really love. I love that. That's the best site I've ever seen for a landing page to build a list, other than Jeff Walker's book, The Launch Book, which he gives away. And, of course, that's, that's going to get him hundreds of leads every, every, every day because people get a free book. I mean, if you can afford to give away a free book, of course, you're going to build your list. And, and that's what Jeff Walker does. And if you want to know about that, go to thelaunchbook.com. It's the best email building list. Uh, it's the best list building machine I've ever seen it's unbelievable but of course you've got to have a book to give away so first things first we'll decode on that second idea affiliates I just love this idea of having a a system for affiliates and I came up uh, I've done lots of research on Clickbank and JVZoo I still am gravitating towards Clickbank I love it 
It's easy. It's funky. It's fun to use. You know, which is very much you know the three parameters for my my decision making process. Just remember, and just yeah. remember though, it can't be about you. It has to be about the audience. So that's so right. So if you gravitate towards ClickBank because you're going to do music um, programs, you know, Twitter for musicians, things like that, then Click make ClickBank makes sense. That's hard to say, but if you're going to do something like. Um, Twitter for solopreneurs or Twitter for businesses, you might actually find that JVZoo is the better solution. Yeah. And look, I've, I'm, I'm very open to that. I've, I actually have spent a lot of time on JVZoo, but I can't get it to work. I, I've, I've, I've set up myself up as an affiliate for several people. I can't get any stats. I can't get any help. I can't get any answers. Huh. And I mean, I, I I find the I find the site hard to use. I personally find the site really hard to use. Interesting. Whereas, uh, so just based on pure functionality, and remember, we're calling this the dumbass factor. <laughs> I am not the only one in the world who's technically challenged by t- technology. You know, I'm not the only one in the world. I know that for sure. So ClickBank is easy to use. The sites are lovely. There's lots and lots of really cool sites on there that are in my target market and that are of interest to me. I've done the same with JVZoo, and there are some good products in there. But I I just can't get it to work for me. And I'm just thinking if I can't get it to work, then people I know or want to hang out with probably won't get it to work either. I'm I'm trying to contact them. I'll probably try But remember that you're talking about it from a vendor perspective. So you're talking about going in there and promoting others right now. When people buy from you through those links, it is very, very seamless, whether you use ClickBank Ah. or JVZoo. So the purchasing experience is different. Now, the management experience absolutely is something you would have to sort out. But but I totally understand what you say. Yeah. So that that's so I'm 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 open to both. And I'd be interested to know if people have tried both what they want. And I'm definitely going to contact JVZoo and see if I can get some personal assistance because I want to I want to use it. But I just can't. I just I'm technically challenged by the functionality of it which is just such an awful thing because, you know, I want to use it and the technology won't let me play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the third thing, FreshKey, the, the most important invention in the 21st century, 20, FreshKey.com, you know, it's such a great site. I, I spent hours and hours and hours in there doing research based on Twitter. I came up with a list of really robust words and phrases that I can start using now for my uh, ethical bribe, <laughs> my you know free offer, and so I think I I personally believe I've done my homework uh, and on a little bit extra, and because I had a bit of extra time up my sleeve, and that's only and that's how I'm going to phrase that. I um I decided to play with two ideas that I had, and I'll, I'll play with these, and we can we can decode whether or not I get a slap on the hand or a pat on the back. Well, before before you go into those, did you finish the homework from the previous week, which was to take all of those, you know, dozen programs that you've already created and go through and really outline why and where they succeeded and why and where they failed so that you could mm-hmm. match up your keywords with that mm-hmm. and see whether or not you were even targeted on the right topics or with the right people. Okay. 
Okay, slap on the hand then. <laughs> I did, I did, I did do it uh, in a very, very sort of matter-of-fact way. Uh, I didn't do it in a robust Word document, Excel spreadsheet type of way. But one thing I, one thing I universally noticed across all of the platforms is virtually everything that you talk about is missing. So, in fact, um, the only one that I can really think of that did anything approximating what you said was actorstweet.com, which pretty much ticked all the boxes. All of the others had everything missing. And so, I mean, maybe that's a cop-out. I mean, I don't need to write that in an Excel spreadsheet. But um, it, well, I guess you're right. It could be useful to say, okay, look at the program. Of the things that we've decided are important, which of them were there? Mm-hmm. And, and what could we do differently? I, I look, that is, a, that is a very, very robust strategy. I must admit I didn't do it as, as diligently as you would have thought of, not because I got shiny penny. I just didn't think of it. I, I basically – I was so despondent, to be honest. I was so despondent by the idea that what I've done in the past is so under par that I was almost prepared to wipe it off and start again. But yeah. none of it – should be wasted if it can be reused. So let me give you an example. I had a product that I had made a while back that after I got more practice making more and more products and after I had bigger names that were promoting me, I felt like the concept was really good, but I just didn't feel like it was my best work. So Mm. I had it transcribed. I took the transcription, read through it, made some changes that I felt were critical changes and Really, probably about 60% of it, maybe, 65% probably, got reused. Only 35% of it did I scrap. So I took the best of what was in there and added more knowledge, experience, you know, just being able to really put icing on the cake and made it a phenomenal program. And so it could very, very well be that you are looking at them kind of with with gray colored glasses on meaning you feel you feel really dreary about those programs but if you have them transcribed and you read through them chances are there's probably a lot of great information that you can reuse and once you have the transcription you're already well on your way to create creating other pieces of of material and repurposing it that's a very, very good idea. And let me just decode on what you've just said there and what I need to do next. I've got 10 programs that I've, you know, it's 2015 now. I've been doing this almost 10 years. And some of the programs went really well and some of them completely failed. So I have three video programs, an audio program. I was involved in two membership sites. I've got three ebooks, and I also do one-on-one coaching. Now, collectively, that's 10 variations of the Keith. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 10 variations of the way you can get to me. And I think it would be very, very useful for me to sit down one day and pull apart each of those programs, what went right, what went wrong, what I can do differently, knowing now what I know. Yeah, I think that's a that that in itself is probably homework 101 for me. And I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed I didn't pick that pick up on that. But uh, I think that's probably where I need to go. Yeah, it's critical because if you if you can't take a step back and recognize where you succeeded and where you failed, then you can't learn the lessons to be able to move ahead. I uh, I have a 
a coach as well in my life. And my coach said something really, really interesting. He said, you know, if you're just going through the motions and checking off the boxes, you're not actually learning the lesson. So then when the next thing like that comes along and you check the box, but the box gets a little bit more complicated, you don't have the foundation to actually fix it. So, mm. so it is a lot for you right now, just going through the motions and checking off the boxes, but without taking that step back to say, okay, wait, why did this work? Why did this not? What are the variances between the two? What changes would I have to make to make this one work? Would it even work if I wanted it to? Is there some other, you know, frosting color that I could put on it that would make it be a good fit? There's so many different ways to look at it. But the worst yeah. thing that you can do is say, okay, well, I, I just don't feel good about my products. They were under par and I'm just going to move on because the work is already created. You've probably got yeah. everything that you need. You just need to tweak it. Yeah, I, look, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think that's ultimately essentially why you need a coach. Because, I mean, uh, when you work on your own, and I do work on my own, I live, you know, work from home an hour from the city, I never go to the city, and I, I do have a bit of a solopreneur mindset, um, you can get a bit despondent. You can think, shit, I've been doing this a long time. I, I can't work it out. But I, I think I think what I've got to do this week is I've got to pull apart what I've done so far, and I've got to do a robust analysis of what went wrong, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and really put it out on the table and say, okay, well, here we are. It's 2015. I've been doing this a while. I've had some wins, and I've had some tragedies, and let's move forward. I think, look, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. So that's that's probably the end of part one there. I didn't get a chance to talk about my shiny pennies. We can do that in another episode. But we've talked about the homework, and we've, and we've set the intention that this week I'm going to pull apart what I've done so far the good, the bad, and the ugly, and uh, come back next week with a, a more robust understanding of what I've been doing. But hang on, we've we got more. We've got more. We're coming back with part two.